Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Great, thanks for joining us for another episode. As you may know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we discuss a listener-submitted minute of content, either from a movie, TV show, or somewhere else on the internet uh, that we haven't seen before, and we talk about it, try to figure out what's going on and orient ourselves. John, what are we looking at today? Uh, Today we're discussing a minute of the breakfast scene from Falling Down, and this is submitted by a friend of the show, Mango. Great, and this week's episode is brought to you by An Interrupting Cow. All right, Paul. So for our level of familiarity, how familiar are no. you? Thanks. Um, how familiar are you with uh, Falling Down? Yeah, uh, the v- movie? Very, very little. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen any of it. I recognize it like as a concept that Michael Douglas was in a, a movie called Falling Down, and I thought I knew more about it, but I've got nothing. What about you, John? Yeah, I th- I th- I think I'm in a similar position. I might be slightly more familiar with the movie. Um like like I would say like I know I think I know what it's about uh and I think I know who Michael Douglas is and uh yeah, that that's that 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 aligns with what I'm thinking. <laughs> All right, well, a quick intro to the scene then. We open onto a man in a McDonald's or equivalent fast food establishment um, arguing with two people behind the counter. He wants breakfast, they don't want to give him breakfast, and they discuss it. All right. Uh, do you want to do a script read, Paul? Well, I guess we can't really avoid it for this case. Um, yeah, right, well, we, we've I mean, got, there's a lot of dialogue here. So There is. We've got uh, three characters, Michael Douglas, Sheila, and Rick. Um, maybe I'll be MD and you can be the other two? yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Why am I calling you by your first names? I don't even know who you are. I still call my boss Mr. and I worked for him for seven and a half years. But I walk in here and all of a sudden a total stranger, I'm calling you Rick and Sheila like I'm in some kind of AA meeting. I don't want to be your buddy, Rick. I just want a little breakfast. You can call me Miss Bolson if you want to. Sheila, stop. We stop serving breakfast at 11.30. Rick, have you ever heard the expression, the customer is always right? Yeah. Yeah, well, here I am, the customer. That's not our policy. You have to order something off the lunch menu. I don't want lunch. I want breakfast. Yeah, well, hey, I'm really sorry. Yeah, well, I'm really sorry too. Oh, you sounded really sorry there, Paul. Yeah, I sounded more sad at the end of that than I uh, meant to. I think I'm supposed to sound a little more angry, but we'll we'll leave it in. Yeah, no, but I I was like, oh, Paul, you doing all right, buddy? I am really sorry. Oh, okay. Well, well I forgive you, Paul. <laughs> thank you. Where uh, where do we want to start with this one? I mean, do you have like a, a one sentence first takeaway, John? Um. I mean, it, it just looks, it looks like a McDonald's. Like, I, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, this is a weird clip for, okay, it's not a weird clip. It's just more like, uh, I don't think we've done a lot of things that are like, 
in media res of something that I feel like is kind of predictable. Like, uh, in the middle of it, he puts up his bag. Uh, Michael Douglas's character puts a big old bag up onto the counter. Mm. And, and I already knew, like, I, like, this is a film about a guy sort of going on, like, a, a weird justice spree thing, yeah. which I have, you know, mixed feelings about, you know, today out of any days, you know. Um, well, it's true. But, uh, and, and we should also say he does pull, I mean, the last second that we see, he does pull a gun out of the bag. And that's, exactly. that's where it stops. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, everybody in the place is freaking out. Uh, I yeah. don't think this is just, like, a movie about, like, a mass murderer guy. I think it's about a guy who feels he has no power and then using uh, the power that is associated with guns and their literal ability to kill people mm. and using that to get revenge in small and mundane ways. I like a personal um, vendetta story, but that, that's for the end of the podcast. We can yeah, circle back sorry, around Paul, there. Sorry, Paul. But yeah, um, so like, so like, I noticed like the the crappy like McDonald's. Like, I I think it would be a lot of fun to make this set. Like, I think making mm-hmm. a fake fast food restaurant set like that one that is in the style of mcdonald's from the 90s or the 80s would be fun i thought this was the like 60s or 70s version oh is it no it's probably you're probably right it can't be that early uh maybe 70s or 80s like maybe i don't know maybe i I want to say definitely not 90s pre-90s definitely not no 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 because michael douglas did not look like that he's so baby-faced uh, well, well, okay, one of the things I want to talk about, let's start with Michael Douglas. Um, okay. I have no idea how old he is in uh-huh. this. I think his character is supposed to be kind of beaten down by the world, so he's at least in his 40s as a character. I, but yeah, maybe my not. Estimate, my estimate would be like 38. I mean, you also have to think like um, this character feels like the kind of guy who like got out of like high school and got a job does that make sense so like he could be beaten down in the world a little bit earlier than like somebody who went to at least four years of college and then yeah well i guess that that could be true uh from the way that he's dressed and this is something i do want to talk about a little bit I, i would have said i thought he was an accountant or someone firmly in the white collar sector but if he got out of college or got out of high school in like the 60s, you, I guess you could still end up in a white-collar job without going to college, even? Yeah, like, uh, his uncle, you know, runs a bank, and so he got a teller job or something. Yeah. So, let's talk about what he's wearing for a minute, then. I mean, his hair and glasses are great, and you should watch the minute to see it, but there's not too much to talk about there. It's, just it's sort very of iconic. Tight. Yeah. Um, right. I want to talk about the the concept of the short sleeve dress shirt and the pocket protector. Oh. I th- I thought we were going to go here, Paul. Yep. <laughs> it's like, we got to talk about his wardrobe. He, he's got them both. He's rocking yep. them both, looking good. But I feel like I could not wear either of those things. Like, the short sleeve dress shirt doesn't exist as an option anymore. Oh, it, it does. Uh, th- okay, so this is this is my question, Paul. Okay. Like, do, do you, so, well, I suppose you've kind of already answered it. And, and I feel like we're on the same level here. I, I'm assuming neither of us own short sleeve dress shirts then i own one or two shirts that are buttoned down that have short sleeves but mm-hmm. they're not like a dress shirt really it's like a single hawaiian shirt that i still own from the 90s yeah that i just so can't like, get rid of yeah they're like novelty shirts to yeah. some degree right because they're, they're, they're coming back john yeah yep sure paul 
Yeah. Well, we can talk about that off the air. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so what I'm sort of getting at is like, do you think that now if we were to get short sleeve dress shirts that we'd have to like sort of have the arm muscle to support that choice? That's what I was thinking too. Um, yeah. Because otherwise you're just seeing more of my hairy arm. And like at that point it's just a t like 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 on me it's like just like a big floppy version of a t shirt. Yeah. And I don't wear t shirts either, uh, for the most part for that exact same reason. <laughs> so like I feel like in order for me to wear like a nice like button down short sleeve shirt during mm-hmm. the summer, I imagine in the south and it's a linen shirt probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, like in order for me to get away with that on a professional basis, I'd have to have some guns, right? I think so. I mean, not so much gun that it's distracting in the workplace. No, no, no. But, no. like, enough gun so that it completely fills out the sleeve fully. Exactly. Because otherwise, yeah. you've got this big old wide cylinder that's just, like, flapping around everywhere. Wait, which know, just... does sound great, though. Because, you know, DC gets so humid in the summer. Oh, Wearing those long sleeves true. is terrible. If you could have Maybe just a, a little ventilation... Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. I, ca- I cannot wear it. I've checked our HR policies and <laughs> I can't do it. Wow. That's that's actually, that's pretty bad. Like, uh, you should talk to them about that. Actually, yeah, the more I think about that, it's probably not. It's probably okay. not in your HR policies. Yeah, let's edit that out in post. It'll be fine. No, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, cool. No, but the, yeah, yeah, I can, I, yeah, we'll just have a big long beep for the best <laughs> two minutes or so. <laughs> This is, this is the content people crave. It's true. Uh, so the, uh, what is it? The the thing I was thinking of, Paul, is you know those uh, those running jackets or running, I don't know, you fucking run. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what they're called. I guess wind, wind blockers or whatever. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah, they have like the, the, they have zips all over them, but they're not the pockets, but in fact, they're to like mesh parts of the jacket. So you can like partially disrobe mid run or something. Um, they need to have, you know, dress shirts that do that because DC humidity is, is horrible. That would be good. Yeah. Let's look into that. Yeah. Well, he's also the other interesting article of his clothing is the pocket protector. Yes. So what was happening in this era where you needed to have multiple pens in your front pocket all the time? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Because I I keep pens occasionally at work in my pants pockets. There's plenty of Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, so I I actually do keep writing utensils in my front pockets. uh, But again, like, so I'm an art teacher. uh, And so a lot of the time, like, I'll be sitting... First off, like... A lot of the time, I need more than one pencil. I'll maybe mm. need, like, several varieties of pencil, in fact, and then maybe a few pens. Uh, so I will keep them in there, but not long-term. Like, that's like uh, if I'm in the middle of working something, I'll just shove them in there or my mouth. Or I try not to do that because then I don't want the students... First off, my students touch these things, and that would be disgusting for me. Uh, yeah. It's not very disgusting for them because I only assume that they're all just slathered in saliva at all periods of time anyway. <laughs> Um, and these are, these are high schoolers, right? Yes. High schoolers. Okay, uh, good, and good. so like, yeah. And so like, uh, when, like if I put it in my mouth, I would no. like only, only things that are of my property. Am I about to do that? And so mm. front pockets, a safe mouth alternative, so to speak. Uh, That's there's also the sentence. fact that like, 
I generally try and, uh, <laughs> God, yeah, let's, let's, let's just edit out this whole episode, Paul. <laughs> Do you want to start over? It'll be no, great. No, no. Uh, uh but yeah, so yeah. I, I think, I think like, uh, I can understand it, but I can't understand it to the extent that like, if he's at a desk, like, like mm-hmm. I'm constantly running between tables and like helping out different students and maybe even like literally working in different parts of the, the room right, as I right, try right. and help students out. I can't imagine how many cubicles this guy has to, like, get through each day to, like... What I'm thinking is that the only way it makes sense to be so prominently displaying your pens is if you want other people to know that you have pens. Ooh. So it's like, is it a requirement at his office that you always have a red pen and a black pen on you at all times? Or is he, like, the pen guy? Yeah, there's Mikey D. He's over there. Let's ask him if we can borrow. Oh yeah, we can definitely borrow his pens. Look at his. He has. Pens. He has at least two. Or did he buy one of those space pens? Ooh. And and it's like it's like a showcase. Did I ever tell you that my cousin once removed or twice removed founded the Fisher Space Pen Company? Oh. So if very you want cool. if you want space pens, I have one, and he's dead, so I can't get any more. <laughs> What, it's not like the Ford discount where you're just family for life? You just get, like, the nope. uh, workers of a certain age? Oh, man. It's more like you get the one and then you pay for your refills. Man, Paul, like, I gotta, I gotta like, you know, get swag out of this relationship or else it's just not worth it. Like, you missed the opportunity. It's it's over now. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sorry that your uncle or cousin twice removed is dead, Paul. Well, he was super old. Um Okay. Well, that's good. Are, are good? we talking about a movie? Is that what <laughs> yes. this episode's about? <laughs> All right. So this is always going to be a difficult one because, like, there's also the fact that, like, uh, like again, I'm a public school teacher and, you know, we're coming off of the Florida shooting. and Right. And we, we definitely don't condone any kind of violence. Um, oh, in, in this scene, no. in this scene, though, it's it's interesting as he builds to it, to the violent encounter, because... I'm not exactly sure whose side we're supposed to be on. Are we supposed to be on his side because he wants his breakfast and he should be able to get his breakfast and McDonald's can go screw? Or are we supposed to really empathize with poor Rick because he has to deal with this shit and he's not getting paid enough to do that? Yeah, I don't what do you think, think we're supposed to sympathize with Rick. Rick, I mean, like, from, like I mean, from like the director's point of view, I definitely right. sympathize with Rick, the victim of what is now a crime. But uh, right. but in terms of like his personality, he's definitely sort of like uh, I I think I think he's like w- the director sees Rick as being morally on par with like uh, you know Nazi sympathizers or like uh, you know people who just stand by and just take orders like like I think that this is a this is from a scene about adjusting the rules so that you know, a man can, can achieve, you know, a, a, an important pleasure of his, uh, Mm. that morning. And I think that Rick following directions, following orders or following commands, so to speak, is, is denying him, uh, his right to a breakfast. And we're supposed to sympathize with him over that. Well, Uh, who do you empathize with the most though? Uh, I kind of empathize with Sheila, uh, who is the the yeah, third wanna, character who only has one line. I want to talk about uh, her in a little bit. Yeah, she's but my favorite. Be, yeah, no, she's she's the best, and is she kind of flirting with? Uh, let's let's save that. Let's save that. 
Okay. Okay. Anyway, so there's Sheila, uh, and she's 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 my favorite, mm-hmm. uh, and and she basically is stuck between uh, a madman and her like boss, who also just seems to have a per- uh, permanent shit eating grin on his face the entire the entire scene. That's true. I, I feel like the older I get, the more I identify with the Rick of the world as opposed to the actual main character though yeah because logistically there's a lot that needs to happen to get this guy's breakfast at this point like oh, they have yeah. to change over all the machines again but also it's after eleven thirty. what's wrong with this man's life that he's still eating breakfast at eleven thirty? you're you're like you're <laughs> firmly into lunchtime maybe brunch yep. but you don't go to like a mcdonald's equivalent for brunch yep or just go to a diner. Most diners have, like, uh, you know, breakfast. Yeah. I think I, I have trouble empathizing with Doug here because um, he he's clearly in the wrong. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's coming into a chain restaurant which has established rules. He's arguing with some poor bastard who does have a shit-eating grin and he's a little swarmy. Swarmy? Yeah. Swarmy? Smarmy. Smarmy? Smarmy. I think yeah. he's also swarmy, though. And... <laughs> Meaning made of like a column of meat, like or that's swarmy. That, that's Never swarmy, mind. yeah. Swarmy, yeah. <laughs> I think, is he's made of a, a series of insects. But, okay, but I don't know. It's like he doesn't understand the way that it's it's working in the back there. The amount of work that's going to need to happen. Plus, I mean, I, I want to harp on this again. Eleven thirty is not an acceptable time to demand no. breakfast like righteously. No, like I'm in the so, right. It is nine o'clock, and I need my breakfast. So, Paul. I have a question. Now, we we might have different experiences here, but have you ever gone specifically to a fast food restaurant for a breakfast item and been severely disappointed that breakfast was over, like minutes before you got there? I remember it happening once, not being severely disappointed, but once getting to a McDonald's at and, and or equivalent. I don't think it was 1130. I thought I think it was like 11 or something even earlier. Mm-hmm. And assuming I would get breakfast and instead getting lunch and being like, okay, it's also yeah. the middle of like between the two. So I don't really care. I mean, what, what about you, John? It hasn't been very pivotal for me. So I, I feel like out of the two of us, I probably am the more, uh, fast food reliant, uh, <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but, um, okay. the, uh, so like for me, the, the, the thing that happens most often is especially now that I'm 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 in like where fast food has no rules anymore. Like there's a Culver's up the street. I don't know what that is. Like the Midwest is weird. <laughs> okay. Uh I mean it's got cheese curds, delicious, but like what do I expect? Like what am I like what what is the rules of the road here? Like I need some some stand anyway. So That sounds like the me, great intro to a film though. In <laughs> a world where fast food has no rules. One yes. man Go on. <laughs> yes. So one man search for uh, searches for uh, Chick Fil A breakfast sandwich, which is what I'm about to talk about. So the so I feel horrible about supporting Chick Fil A, eating these delicious chicken biscuit sandwiches, mm-hmm. but they are pure ambrosia and the most delicious fast food item I, I could possibly think of. And the thing is, is that 
the difference between the chicken biscuit sandwich and the chicken sandwich mm-hmm. is rather extreme. Now, I'm not saying that the chicken sandwich itself isn't a perfectly acceptable and maybe even good chicken sandwich at a the fast food restaurant, but the chicken biscuit sandwich is like transcendent. Five minutes later, not been to in like about a year now. So like, oh, that's I've, been, I've been good. I've been good, but like, it's still like in my brain. So instead, I go to Sheets, which is open twenty four hours a day and has the same food at all times, which you know is better. So I I really want to go back to the fact that. <laughs> This this should be a movie uh-huh. in a world where there's no good Chick-fil-A's, John's quest for a chicken sandwich. I mean, yes. I, I'd watch that. Oh, man. Like, I like I miss fried chicken so much, Paul. They, they live in the north now. They don't have it there. No, they, they have it. It's just like, uh, so, well, they certainly don't have it in like... <sighs> Six minutes later. There, there is no, like, direct, like... I can just leave my house and go, you know, walk 40 minutes in any direction to find chicken uh, that isn't like Popeye's or something. And that's sad. So back to this movie, though. <laughs> um, no, I, get, I do get where you're coming from. No, uh, but this, there, there's... Well, I, mean, yeah, I say this to a man who does not eat chicken. <laughs> I, I, yeah, not, not too often anyway. No, not too often. Like once a year. Um, so th- there are two more things that I wanted to actually talk about in this clip though one is sheila we'll talk about her in a second yeah before that who still calls their boss mister is that is that a thing that still happens do you think um i mean okay so um, this again being a teacher you call each other by mr and mrs so-and-so true but it's Uh, not like like a boss dynamic it's not like a hierarchy no no uh not when addressing the person directly when there aren't students around um the other thing is, like, if if we didn't address each other by our last names, then the student wouldn't students wouldn't know who the hell that we're talking about. Right. So, so then you you've never actually had a boss that you've called Mister or Mrs. Who's and no, such. No, but like I went from working in the like, I, like working odd jobs where my boss was like you know a year older than me to right. working like uh, in the tech industry where nobody has like a mister or ms or anything like that they're all just like just call me stan you know i'm i'm your chill boss you know like i understand where you're coming from and yeah you know yeah, I, I, mean, I, I feel bad that we laid off 60 people you know it's you know it's fine stan sounds like a dick no stan's 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 non-existent so that's good friend of the show stan yeah, yeah friend of the show um, stan yeah I've, I've also never had a boss that i've called mr i don't think we have that sort of same hierarchies in the office anymore like the office yeah. environment maybe we do though uh go ahead and tweet at us if you've ever had a boss that you've had to call mr or miss yeah who's and such but let's let's talk about sheila we're going a little bit long somehow oh, wow uh, it's a yes sa- sorry paul talk. my chicken rant well it, it's good hashtag chicken rant but we need to talk about sheila because i think she's flirting with doug yeah you, you mentioned it earlier and that is a bold move. That is a bold Well, okay, like... He's an angry, angry man. You're trying to pick up on him in a chicken restaurant? Well, no, he's not chicken. A burger joint? <laughs> I'm stuck on chicken now. Shit. My chicken, my chicken has invaded uh, our minds. We've, I've inceptioned chicken into Paul. Uh, um, so, yeah, no, I think she is flirting with him. She's like, you can call me Miss Bolson if you want to. That's a weird I, flirt. Although she I, does drop in the fact that she's single by doing that. Well, unmarried, at least. Yeah. 
Oh, you're, you're, that's true. Unless, uh, the thing is, I can't hear the difference between Miss and Ms. Like, I, I just say Ms. all the time anyway, because, uh, students don't even know that it's an option, so I try and, like, be like, hey guys, you know, if you don't know, you don't have to ask somebody what the person's marriage, you can just use the word Ms. Because that's what you should do, we live in the 21st century, um, but, yeah, so, like, when it comes down to it, yeah, I did not catch that she says Miss Bolson. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a cultural thing that has died off, for the most part. It it may have died off, but I don't, I'd really rather focus on what's her motivation to try to flirt with this guy mid, mid-argument. mid It's such a bold move. I mean, so, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, does she just straight up like him and just like I mean, he's he's not dressed like a really cool guy. He's he's in a nerd outfit. No, right? he's 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 hardcore in the nerd zone. Like yeah. yeah. But so, maybe she's into that, or maybe she just likes the idea of being called uh Ms. Bolson. Ms. Maybe Bolson? that maybe that revved her engine a little bit there. Well it's possible. I guess you never know. So the the question for me, John, then is have you ever tried to pick up on someone in a McDonald's or been picked <laughs> up upon in a McDonald's? Um, no, fortunately, unfortunately, I don't, I don't know how to interpret whether or not that's a good or bad thing. Uh, but no, I've never been hit upon or hitted upon anyone inside of a McDonald's, especially the staff. How about you, Paul? No, of course not. No one tries to pick up on anyone (laughs) in a McDonald's. That's why this is so interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're going super long. Sheila's wearing an excellent hat that you should look at. It's half visor. It's half burger. Oh, yeah. It's great. Half visor, half burger. But let's jump on, John. All style. Basically. What's your theory for how we got here? And we got to be quick about it. We've gone long. Okay. So my theory of how we got here is that I think he was laid off or fired uh, after, you know, giving his life to the company. He gets angry and decides to take revenge on every person who does a slight uh, to him uh, throughout this movie. I don't know if he goes on, like, a mass murdering thing, except for maybe, like, specifically people that have killed him, like, have, like, really, like you know, destroyed him, basically. Like, uh, I don't think he's going to kill Rick. I don't think he's going to kill anybody inside this this place. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that his office might be, like, destroyed and people murdered inside of it, which uh, is not good, fun or good to me. But, yeah, you, you Paul? Yeah, um, I'm thinking something pretty similar. Something causes him to break bad. It could be a layoff. That's a good point. Um, I don't think he went into this restaurant with the plan of... No, going on any sort of um, violent encounter. I think he was either on his way to or from robbing somewhere. Maybe uh, yeah. wanted a sandwich. It went in. Things went wrong, and he's 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 not having a good day. Um, I don't know if I want to recommend it or not, though. No, I don't. It, I don't think I can. Okay, so like, yeah. I I I know of this movie. I've been told it's good. I think I don't know, but it, I don't want to recommend it because I think that I'm not really cool with the white guy mass shooter motif going on that might that had a very different cultural sort of point i think when the movie came out i don't i don't i don't know i'm not familiar with the history of mass shootings as much but or or of this film to tell you the truth yes Um, or even when this film was because for all i know you know he's a benjamin button and this film was shot like last year or something but 
Well, it, it is possible. I'm, I'm in a similar boat. I, I'm sure it is actually a good film. Go in and, and look at it yourself. See if it's what you want to get into or not. Um, yeah. A, as always, we're seeing a minute without a ton of context, and it's a really entertaining minute. Um, it's also it's like a it's a very dark comedy is what I'm pretty sure what it's supposed to be like a, like hmm. a Fargo or something. Only Fargo is about like individuals fucking up, whereas this looks like a guy you know terrorizing a city. <laughs> which which is less my thing yeah well we'll have to see um let's let's check it out online later we'll see yeah what this movie is really about um anything else for you for this episode um no that's that's about it uh oh we are on vero now so <laughs> yes whatever that is whatever that is we 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 signed up so come 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 look at us on yeah. vero on the minute podcast on Vero, I don't know. They don't Vero have like app? usernames and stuff. It's not like at MinutePod or something. It's just the Minute Podcast. Well, okay, yep. Check us out there. Uh, mm-hmm. A big thank you to Mango for submitting this episode. It was a treat as always, and a big apology yes. to everyone who listened because we said some weird stuff this episode. <laughs> um, this was, thanks for this putting up with one. it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, ho- hopefully it was fun. It was fun for us to record. Uh, if you want to continue to support the podcast, you can review us on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Reach out to us at the minutepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at MinutePod. Find us on Vero on Facebook, on Instagram. We're not on Snapchat and we'll never be. As always, hosted by Paul Rieberg and John Ward. Produced by John Ward. Theme music by Paul Rieberg. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Hey, Al. It's John just breaking in here to say... Uh... I was able to guest on another podcast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Going Digital, a Digimon rewatch podcast. Uh, They watch an episode of uh, Digimon, and then they talk about it. And uh, so they think they've made it through the first adventure series, and they invited me on to talk about the movie, uh, Digimon the Movie. Uh, And it was a lot of fun. It was really nostalgic. We got to talk about a lot of stuff. I learned a lot of things about it. It It was really cool. And, uh, you know, big, big thanks to uh, Garrett and Sporky, who invited me on for that. And, uh, yeah, uh, also <laughs> kind of thanks for to Paul for, like, putting up with me on this rather rambly episode, I realize, as I'm editing it. Uh, so, yeah, special thanks, Paul. Thanks for putting up with me, bud. All right. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Oh, the, the podcast should go up uh, February 27th which is this Tuesday, if you're listening to this uh, on the Monday it comes out. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it should be going digitalpodcast.com. And, uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Even if you're not really, you know, super into Digimon, it's still very funny. They're, they're good hosts. All right. Bye-bye. Holy crap, you made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast. Excellent, and this week's episode is brought to you by an interrupting cow. What? Don't you want to do the next portion, John? Uh, moo. No! Damn it, John! You're oh. supposed to... Oh, oh, son of a... Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. I was like, what? Son of a... Oh, okay. You want to do it again? I don't even know if I do. No, we should. I get it now. I did not know what I was supposed to do.